1: What is going on Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guys Derek and Cody with you today and guys we're going to be recapping the press conferences of Anthony Richardson and GM Chris Ballard. Um, If you guys want to go and watch the press conferences feel free to go onto our channel and watch those live streams. We live streamed it earlier uh during the day and were able to react to both of those so uh it gave us some great insight and first things first might as well head into the quarterback one first because anthony richardson had his press conference first cody the uh first thing that was basically asked of him uh you know is how how is the shoulder feeling you know it was one of the first things that he got asked and uh I'll ask you, uh, what was your reaction to him talking about, you know, potentially throwing by the end of February and overall, what were some more thoughts you had about Anthony Richardson's presser today?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it was, it goes to show first off his competitiveness, you know, the fact that he, you know, obviously it's exciting that he, you know, said I'm going to be throwing this next month. So you feel like he's on track to not really miss any time in the spring, which is definitely great news. And you're excited. You feel I feel like he's the type of guy that's kind of a freak healer in ways. Like he's pretty quick, you know, he's young, he's athletic. And so that's definitely great news to see that he's right on track, right where he needs to be in terms of his recovery. Um, you know, you talked about um, just what what some stuff I took oh. away. Going back to the competitiveness real fast, um, Richardson did say uh, today that he was hesitant about having surgery, right? Um he I think if it was up to him, Derek, he would have kept trying to play uh, through that injury. And you know, obviously, we've seen that before, where the colts, in in you know years past with previous regimes, haven't had their quarterback's best interest in mind, right? And they've made them play through injuries like this. You know, you think Andrew Luck, how many times did the Colts just basically have him tough it out? And, and a lot of times it was to cover their own, you know, butts basically because they didn't want to be fired or they they didn't want to lose, you know, and all that stuff. And so it's very refreshing to see that the Colts are caring about A.R.'s long-term health. And honestly, they're protecting him from himself. They're, you know – as great as it is, and Andrew Luck was similar in the way where he's so competitive, right, that he's willing to really try to play through anything. But, you know, I'm glad that they were able to catch it, you know, when when they did and say, nope, you know, you, you're not going to risk your long-term health for this. And definitely glad that, you know, Richardson listened to them and as tough as it was, and you definitely could tell. Um, how much it hurt him and pained him to not be on the field for obvious reasons, because he is such a big competitor. Um, it was great to see that, you know, he's in good spirits. He's excited for next year. And ultimately, Derek, the thing that matters is, yeah, you maybe you know, miss him for the majority of the season. But the thing that matters is that he long term is healthy and he's to 100 percent where he needs to be. And so, for those reasons, I'm excited about where he's at. I'm excited that he's progressing well, and he's excited about the future moving forward here in year number two.
1: Yeah, and of course, like he said many times throughout his presser, it killed him to you know have football taken away from him this year. Said that you know football is really all I've known, you know, my entire life. Other than having family and God in my life, football is really the only thing else that I've had. So it it does stink to have those kind of things taken away from you, especially when you didn't do anything wrong, right? So he yeah. kind of had to take a step back and he had to um you know rely upon his family, his friends, his coaches, his doctors, and try to understand what they were saying and that, hey, listen, man, I know you want to play. And that's what he said. I wanted to go out there, I wanted to play, I wanted to do the rehab and play through it. But then when the doctors were telling me I most likely wouldn't have been able to throw the football uh, correctly uh, throughout the year, if I would have done that, then, you know, just understanding that there is a bigger, there's a bigger task at hand and it's better to just have your long-term health dealt with. And it's better to be, uh, make sure that he's ready come next year. And he's totally bought into that now. And, you know, it's kind of funny, Cody, because there was a quote in there that I thought showed a really great aspect of his mindset of where he is in this, uh, in this process, because he said, you know, I feel like this injury happened for a reason. I think it shows to me that I need to slow down and I need to take a, a few more steps to make before I was actually ready to go out there. So, hmm. while albeit he had all the talent in the world to be out there, Cody, he said it basically served as a reminder to him that, hey, like, I can't do the things that I'm used to doing. Like, I can't just run through everybody. I can't make a stupid play. I can't be reckless with my body. Because this is different now. And I didn't realize that until I did get hurt and realized, oh, well, now I understand it now. So, I mean, I think this was, as horrible as it sounds, it might have actually been a great eye-opener for Anthony Richardson to realize, hey, like, we want you to be you, but you also got to be smarter and you got to understand, you know, you got to make sure you protect yourself out there.
2: Yeah, and that's something that you know I think is just very similar between him and I know Chris Ballard talked about similar to him and Andrew Luck in the in the way that they're such big competitors and they're not afraid to take a big hit or deliver a big hit, lower their shoulder and make a play. But yeah, I mean I think it is potentially a really good thing, and and like you said, like he learned a ton through this process. And so Derek, I think the thing that he needs to learn early, and hopefully he will through, you know, some of the lessons he's learned is like you said. Taking care of himself because his long term, his longevity, Derek, is so much more critical than him fighting to get an extra two or three yards. Like, it just is. It's so much more critical. It's okay to live to fight another down, you know? Like, it's okay to throw the ball away. And, you know, it's okay to slide down when you're like, oh, I could have probably gotten four or five more yards on that run if I didn't. But again, those hits, they add up. They do. And so, hopefully, this is just something for him where you know, he just really, you know, has has learned like, you know what, obviously I'm going to play and I'm going to use my abilities to run the football. I, you know, I'm a physical guy, like I'm going to use that, but also there's a time and a place for that, Derek. And I think that ultimately, hopefully this lesson, this painful lesson early on for AR is a very valuable one because I mean, this dude is still extremely young, still has tons of talent, no question. But, you know, he can't display that talent if he's sitting on the sidelines and if he's missing 85% of the season. You know, he can't do that. And so, um, like, you, I think you're right. Like, as weird as that sounds, him getting injured this early might actually be a really good thing for him and his longevity in his career, right? And so, definitely love to see that maturity from Anthony Richardson. I tell you what, man, for being a guy that is a rookie this year, so entering year number two, this dude just oozes just so much maturity for for how how young he is, he just seems like a guy who has such a great head on his shoulders and he gets some things that maybe it takes some players some time to understand. seems like he understands these things and he's starting to learn some of these valuable lessons about what it looks like to quarterback in the NFL and take care of yourself in the NFL because you're right, like he can't do some of the things he could get away with in college. you know he can't be running over linebackers like he did in college. He can't be taking these big hits like he did in college. I mean, he even learned from that concussion, Derek. He can't slow down in the NFL. Yeah. You just can't. You can't let up because when you do, that's what happens. And so um, all these things, as tough as they were early on for AR, I do think that they will be a very good you know, thing in the positive direction for Anthony Richardson And when it comes to taking care of himself and his longevity. And so um, you'd rather him learn this early, his rookie season, than – you know, never really learned this until halfway through his career and his career shortened. Right. So yeah, I definitely, uh yes, as much as it was tough, I, I know for Richardson and obviously for Colts fans as well and the whole organization, um, hopefully this is a positive thing. And it seems like he's viewing it that way for him and his longevity moving forward.
1: Yeah. uh, Like you said, good for him to kind of learn the lesson early, especially while you're a rookie, you're only 21 and you know, your body has time to still heal. I mean, it's crazy that this guy's body is not even fully matured yet, which is truly crazy to think about. Yeah. Um, But yes, like you said, he, he just oozes maturity and professionalism. And at such a young age, and for being in that position and having all those lights on you, just to sound the way he does definitely – just gives you a boost of confidence whenever you listen to him. I think the other thing about it too is he just, he sounds like he's so excited. I mean, if you watch that presser, the further along in the presser you went, the more he was smiling, the more he was having fun with his responses, the more that he was like, Y'all about to get me hyped up, man, because I'm talking about this. I'm like, I can't wait for 2024. I'm about ready to take this team to a freaking Super Bowl. The amount of times he wanted to say, Cody, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, in that presser, but had to kind of dumb his expectations down as the playoffs, because obviously Indy just got out of, you know, trying to go for a playoff hunt rather than a Super Bowl hunt. But like, that's not where Anthony Richardson's mind is. It's Super Bowls. That's what this guy is all about. And you could just see it. He wanted to say it so many times. And, I mean, I feel like that gives me just such a insane boost of confidence knowing that this kid is fully committed to his craft and to the Indianapolis Colts.
2: Yeah. And that confidence Derek, that you mentioned – that rubs off on guys that rubs off on your team. You know, you do think like, and they even asked Richardson, you know, you think if you play the whole season, you guys are in the playoffs and he's like, absolutely. Absolutely. So like, no, yeah, no that's the type of guy, But That's the type of guy that you want to follow. A guy that has that confidence. He's not, you know, lording it over you or whatever and saying I'm better than you, you know, or whatever, but he's a guy that you want to follow a guy that you believe in. And a guy who believes in himself as well. And you want that from your star quarterback. So, Love to see that even though it was a hard year for him, he learned a lot of lessons. He's still as confident as ever in his ability um, as obviously a football player, as a quarterback, but also just as a leader to take this team where it wants to go. So very, very exciting man to see that Anthony Richardson still in good spirits, really excited for 2024. And, you know, I know the 2023 season just ended, but you're just like, man, I can't wait for 2024 with Anthony Richardson. And obviously, he can't wait either and he's you know expectations are through the roof for him so we're really excited about that
1: absolutely um and going back into the playing smart sort of thing um obviously that's what everyone has been saying all season right cody it's that ar just needs to be smarter about how he approaches the game and even chris ballard talked about it in his presser saying that like instincts wise that's going to take a little bit for Anthony Richardson to get used to because he's ha- going to have to go against his brain wiring, and that's just going to take that's going to take time. That's going to take experience, and it's going to have to take a lot of coaching from Shane Steichen to get him to understand that. Now, I have a feeling that he will eventually learn that because you could, like we said before, Cody. He could you can say that a million different times. If you're Shane Steichen, but until Anthony Richardson had something to show that like, Hey, if you don't, if you don't do that, then this will happen. And Anthony Richardson just had it happen to him, uh, mainly in a couple of injuries along the way, because he was careless about how he approached the game at times. And, you know, that's a great mental memory for him to be able to have, I don't remember who asked the question, but they were talking about like, do you feel like you need to change your playing style? And he said, no, you know, I want, I want to be smart. And then they were like, why do you, someone was like, why do you think that you don't need to change it? And he said, you know, because I got to this spot because of who I am, of how I play. This is me. This is why the Colts drafted me. This is what got me to the NFL. So I don't want to change that up. I, I, they drafted me to be me. Like that's what I want to be. I don't, I don't want to be a, a dumbed down version of that. It's just, it's play. It's not trying to be scared of playing like yourself, but you also want to be smart and make sure that you aren't playing scared because that's another thing, Cody, if you start playing scared to be of getting hit, that's where it can also go awry for Anthony Richardson. Now I don't think for a, this kid, he oozes confidence. And I really don't think that's going to be an issue. Uh, But what are your, what's your takes on Anthony Richardson saying that he doesn't really want to change up his play style, really?
2: Yeah. And I think he's right in the way of like, you know, the things that he's able to do physically, like that, you know, no doubt like you don't change that at all. You don't change his ability, you know, to throw on the run and be able to create plays with his legs. But And he did add, though, you know, like there's a time and a place, right? And so the time and a place to be physical, I am physical. uh, But there's a time, I think there's that balance, like you talked about, between being physical and being reckless. And you got to find that balance of like, you know, you you, you want to still use your legs if you're Anthony Richardson for, you know, escaping pressure, you know, or throwing on the run or whatever it is, or, or scrambling for a first down. Or whatever it is, because we know he can do that when he's on the field. Um, but I think there's a time and a place where you have to realize, okay, the big hits coming. I got to get down. I got to protect myself first before you know allowing myself and opening essentially opening myself up for unnecessarily big hits in certain ways, and even some ways maybe not necessarily quote unquote big hits, but like just hits in general, because those hits can add up, right? You know, the hit that he had that injured him and took him out for the season, that wasn't necessarily, if my memory serves correct, like the biggest hit in the world. It was kind of a routine play, but you got to wonder, like, what happens you know, in that instance if he just throws it away a couple seconds earlier, you know, or whatever it is. Like, things like that, and obviously some of those stuff you can't predict, right? Some of that stuff just happens, but you just got to, like, wonder, are there certain things that he maybe would have done as a rookie that now that he's had their injury and he, he understands that can happen, like like that, you know, snap of a finger, all of a sudden your season's over, you know, does that allow him, not, not that he's panicking, but sometimes like being able and being willing to throw the ball away, like we talked about, you know, being willing to take the, the incompletion on first down and, and live to fight another down essentially. So um, ultimately, yeah, I don't think he needs to change his playing style, but I think he needs to potentially work on it. And this will come with time, you know, just as Andrew Luck had to do, you know, there's a time and a place where you can run it out of bounds. I specifically remember Derek, Andrew Luck in 2018 when Frank Reich was here for the first year, um, and Andrew Luck. I think it was a Buffalo game where he was scrambling and he ran out of bounds, and he said, he basically said, "Is that all right?" Like he's like, <laughs> "Is that okay?" Like he almost didn't think it was. It was weird for him to run out of bounds and not initiate the contact, you know? And, and, and Frank, I I don't remember. It was one of the coaches. They basically were like, I would have been ticked at you if you didn't basically. I think that was
1: Sirianni at that time. That was like, maybe it
2: was Sirianni. (laughs) yeah whoever it was was one of the coaches and so I think that that's the same way that Anthony Richardson's wired in certain ways right because he's such an uber competitor but yeah just being just being smart with it I think is the biggest thing um and not that he always I don't think he necessarily played recklessly but I think that's just something that you learn over time as a quarterback especially a physical quarterback like Anthony Richardson so yeah great to see that he's gained some perspective there um but yeah definitely don't change your playing style but just be smart when you use some of those gifts that you've been given.
1: Yeah, and he talked about um, you know, if it's first down and ten, second down and ten, like and there's still time left, you know, something like that. It's one thing he understands it now. He was saying that it's not worth, you know, giving up your body for it. And it's it's time to be smart because there's always another play. But he obviously acknowledged if the game is on the line and it's the last drive and I got I to gotta go for it, I will go for it because, you know, that's just me. But, you know, him understanding that, hey, like early in the game, mid game, first down 10, second down, whatever, like just don't 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 be crazy. Just just take the, just take what you got and just live with it. You know, there's just no reason to get yourself all riled up over it. Um, I think the last thing we can talk about with Richardson's, um, what was your, uh, what was your thoughts on, uh, him thinking about trying to throw left hand <laughs>
0: <forward?
1: laughs> doesn't Anthony Richardson know that Colts fans have left-handed PTSD. Doesn't he know that by now
0: we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, no, it's it. That's funny. But also, I'm like, man, so he's thrown more, you know, he could throw probably further than half of the backups between when Andrew Luck was injured and, and all the different things. I almost put Matt Ryan, but I was like, that's probably still a little too close (laughs) to home. So I I put Scott Tolzien.
1: I'll tell you what though. I'll tell you what in to throw a ball 30 yards. I mean, it's funny because a lot of people will laugh at that, but I'll give you, I'll be completely honest with you. I don't think your average American could throw a football 30 yards. I think that a bunch of people could, but I think that like it would be difficult for a lot of people to throw a football 30 yards, nevertheless accurate, but then to throw it with your non-dominant arm. That is, that's actually mightily
2: impressive.
1: Honestly. That's very impressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, that's pretty much it for the Anthony Richardson side of things. Uh, we can move over to the Chris Ballard side of things. Um, Cody. And again, this was, this was a really long presser and I didn't bring all the notes to that one. So there's, there's a lot of things that they discussed. Um, and this is a video, this topic that we're about to talk about is a video that we're actually going to talk about here in a little bit. But, Mm -hmm. um, he talked about free agency and about maybe a new approach and said, he said he kind of contradicted himself a little bit, but he kind of went down two different avenues Said, you know, we're not going to be we're not going to be uh reckless. You know, we're gonna be smart with how we approach the offseason. But at the same time, you know, he mentioned in like the first five minutes, you know, said that, you know, we have some flexibility now, uh, that we haven't had in years past, because we're not paying a franchise quarterback right now. So you have these opportunities to open things up a little bit. Um I mean, do you, what do you think when you hear those comments? I mean, you're talking flexibility, but at the same time, he's also saying we're not going to be reckless.
2: Yeah, I mean, and it's funny, Derek, because so many people have just convinced in their mind that Chris Ballard never spends a free agency. And I, I had a tweet drafted up, but I didn't send it because I knew it would cause some some controversy, but I probably should have. Um, but I basically said, you know, people are saying that, but you look at the contracts that he handed out last year you know Samson Mabuko, 24 million um, you know over three years Matt Gay that one of the highest paid kickers of all time so like yeah they don't necessarily go sign four or five free agents every year to these big contracts. But I feel like you saw with Steichen even, you know, he was pushing for some guys. You know, he was pushing to get a few more guys on this roster. And so I have this feeling that, you know, now that you have your franchise quarterback settled a little bit more, you know that you have some of these other positions settled, you know, you really only need a couple pieces. Let's be honest. Like you only need a couple, I should say bigger pieces, if you will. Right. And so there's a couple different guys that you're like, okay, you have. Uh, some quality depth in a a lot of certain areas, but what you're lacking is some of that, you know, B plus a talent in certain areas. And so I think, yeah, it definitely does give you some more flexibility to be able to not pay a quarterback that much. You have him on that rookie contract. You have $71 million or roughly around there to spend. Obviously some of that's going to allocate to resigning a few of your own guys, but I think you're good for a couple splash free agents here. And, you no, know, I know Ballard and we'll talk about this. He talked about the idea of chunk plays, big plays down the field, both uh, you know, having those, getting more of those offensively, and preventing some of those, you know, in the secondary. And so that makes me think he's gotta, you know, th- be thinking some similar to how we are. And I know we're gonna have a video coming out tomorrow talking about some of those positions of need, but Derek, I think Ballard is on where we're at when it comes to getting some more playmakers, getting some more guys that can complement your quarterback and and I think this is the offseason where I believe Shane Steichen's gonna push even harder for Indianapolis to go after a few of these guys, you know? And, and that was something that Ballard added as well. Like Shane has a lot of say in what happens and who comes to Indianapolis. And so I just have this feeling that Shane Steichen, if he sees a guy out there like a Mike Evans or like a T Higgins, or whoever, you know, fill in the blank for whoever you want to fill in the blank for. But if he sees a guy that he really wants, or Gus Bradley really wants, and he speaks on his behalf, I have this feeling that the Colts will go after him. I don't think it's a situation, you know, kind of like, we've talked about this with Frank Reich, where he, I think one of his biggest faults was he felt like he could win with anybody. And I don't think he pushed Chris Ballard enough to get the guys that he wanted in the building. You know, I feel like sometimes it was like, we're content with the guys we have. Which is fine, but you can always be adding more. And I just think that's something that Steichen will demand a little bit more. Ballard added in, you know, that Steichen is demanding, and he wants what he wants, and he's going to demand those things in a very good way. And so I just have this feeling that Steichen's going to, the Colts are going to be only as act as active. I feel like in certain ways, as Steichen will push Ballard to be active, and I think that's fine. You know, so I have this feeling they're going to be a little bit more active. I've never really heard Chris Ballard use those terms before. So that makes me a little bit optimistic. Maybe the Colts go a little bit more like in terms of getting a couple more impact guys. Um, I don't think that's going to be like a 2022 off season or I'm sorry, 2021 off season. Remember where the Colts barely signed anybody. Um, But yeah, I don't think it's going to be something where they're handing out all these max contracts, you know, for four or five different guys. I think they're going to get a couple guys that they believe will help take them over the top in a few positions And I think that's honestly what they need. So I feel good about where they're at in free agency, the money they have and what they can potentially put towards getting a few more pieces here uh, to this team. So that's kind of my thoughts on it.
1: Ballard had talked about uh, being disconnected uh, after the, or at the end of the 2021 season said that, you know, we went nine and six and, from that moment forward, the team kind of lost its way and didn't really live up to expectations at that point. And then the team basically disconnected. He said, not everyone was like that, you know, but it felt like as a whole, the locker room was not complete. Um, and he says that 2023, he felt like it, they really got back to that and it, says it was one of the more fun teams that he's been around, uh, just seeing the team transition from what it was at the end of 2021 and through 2022 to seeing what they accomplished in 2023 with the team fighting for each other once again. Uh, What's your thoughts on that comment from Ballard?
2: I think he hit it right on the head. I mean, it's such a different vibe, Derek, from what it was in 2021 to the ending of 2023, even though both resulted in the team missing out on the playoffs, you just, there's a completely different feel. Like we were so upset. I mean, a lot, not just us, everybody was so upset with that team, how they collapsed in the final two games of the season. And obviously this team in 2023, they didn't complete it, but like, they fought till the end. You know, you felt like they kind of laid down, especially against Jacksonville in the, in the 2021 season at the end of that. And then like you talked about in 2022, everything just fell apart. You know, the, the wheels came off um, essentially. And so you, you look at this team and you say, there's a lot of positive steps this this team took. Um, and it's great to see that this team, despite the issues, they still came together. It wasn't a situation where, I mean, so many things happened, Derek, right after that loss, you know, it's, you know, Jim Irsay had Frank Reck and Chris Bauer in his office and was literally scolding them. You know, like, so, so many, so much different vibes from where this team was a, a couple of years ago and even last year. And so it's great to see kind of that, you know, what Steichen's done in only one year, kind of helping to bring back that culture and even maybe better than it was before um, and being able to have guys fighting for each other. And sometimes you win, sometimes you don't. But at the end of the day, it's great to see that this team is a collective unit, and they're not just a bunch of guys disconnecting like he, like you talked about. So definitely was great to see and great to hear um, and I think I would echo you know that just that vibe and that feeling you get from the locker room and all these different guys I mean Derek, we've even seen it, different guys advocate advocating for other players already, you know so I just love to see that see the brotherhood that this team has formed in only one year and honestly how far they've come in certain areas. so yeah, i love to see that.
1: And I mean, you talked about with Ballard and, you know, what has gone on throughout the years and uh, how much pressure do you think there is on Ballard to get this team ready for the playoffs next year? Because, I mean, I start to think that if this team is not ready to make a playoff berth by the end of the year, especially when he said, you know, he used a lot of profanity at the end talking about how he's how he hates losing and, you know, talking about how he feels this roster is legitimately ready to contend for the division and the playoffs. I mean, if we don't see that this next year, Cody, I mean, we starting to question what's going on with, with Chris Ballard and his inability to complete this roster. And especially as what we were talking about earlier with, you know, if, you feel confident in Anthony Richardson to be your guy and you feel confident in the coach that you have assigned. And you, so you got the quarterback and the coach and you've got a good receiver in Michael Pittman, who you can bring back. You have a great running back there. You have a great offensive line. You have a good defensive line, all these other things. And you've got some decent pieces all around your roster. Do you think that, Ballard is starting to feel the pressure of he's got to start making drastic changes to try to drastically improve the roster to get it ready, and that his seat might still be a little hot.
2: Well, they even asked him, right? He said, absolutely, he feels the pressure uh, to make the playoffs win the division, you know, because it's year number eight for him, Derek. Like, and what does he have to show for us? Zero division titles, you know, two playoff bursts, one playoff win. And you miss the playoffs the last three straight years. So, yes, I do feel like the pressure is on. And especially if, you know, Richardson is as good as advertised and you still miss the playoffs, yeah, we got some issues then. Um, But, yeah, so I think he does. And maybe that's part of the reason why I feel like as well he might be a little bit more active is because he feels that pressure. And he understands, like, you know, this is not a situation where you can afford to just sit on your hands and be frugal like he has in the past. I feel like Derek – his, you know, he, he's kind of gotten a little complacent at times. Um, and, and I don't feel like that's the vibe I got from him this time. I don't feel like he felt as, you know, almost egocentrical at times. You know, we've seen that before where he well, feels like he's the smartest guy in the room. Well, we,
1: saw the, we saw the presser at the end of the year last year where, like, he was so defensive, Cody. I mean, he yeah. felt like, it felt like he was fighting for his job out there in the pressers like he had to try to answer those questions and be like I'm standing up for my ass because my ass is on the line with this owner y'all trying to make me look as bad as possible for a team that was trash and was led by a terrible coach like and versus what we see this year with him sounding a little more uplifting with this team it is a drastic difference
2: Yeah, and it's like you brought in Shane. You saw what he did. You had all these injuries. You know, you had some "quote unquote" excuses for not making the playoffs. Even though obviously, you know, it's still you missed the playoffs. But if you go into this next year, you have Anthony Richardson, and you don't have all these excuses. Shane Steik is no longer a rookie head coach. Some of those things that you use this year, that you could probably get away with a little bit more. You're not getting away with those things next year, Derek. You're just not. So. Yeah, I definitely think the pressure is on for for Chris Ballard, and if he doesn't start winning soon, and the Colts don't start seriously competing right for the division for the playoffs, um, I know they were in it, but they definitely could have taken it this year. But if they don't, and they continue to fall short, I definitely think um, his seat's going to continue to get warmer. Um, I don't think it's necessarily hot right now, but I do think this next year is going to be a big year for Chris Ballard because. You know, you're in your second coaching, you know, your second coaching staff essentially, and you still have not won anything. I know Shane Steichen's still very early in his tenure, but again, like if you go on four years of not making the playoffs and not winning the division, and I I know it's been longer for the division, we got some issues, you know, because it can't be the coach because you've talked how highly the coach has done. Uh, So what's the other issue? And so, yeah, I definitely think his seat is probably warmer than it's been in the past. And I think he, Maybe, Derek, the difference is he gets it a little bit more this year. Like He understands the situation for where this team has failed, where he has failed as a GM, and where this team needs to go and the pieces they need to add. So, uh, yeah, I definitely do feel like he gets it a little bit more. Again, time will tell on this. Could be wrong. He could go back to his old ways. But I just have this feeling with the mounting pressure that he feels and also with Shane Steichen and his demanding you know, nature in a good way. I think it's going to be a recipe for them actually doing a little bit more when it comes to adding some more personnel this year.
1: Yep. Yeah. And uh, last thing that we can discuss I mean, we could literally go on and on about every point that Ballard made in this. Uh, but I think one of the only last big ones that we could talk about is um, and we're talking about the defense a lot this year. Um, And it's funny because you kept commenting in the live stream, like, ask about the D-line, ask about the D-line. And it was just something that very rarely got discussed from Chris Ballard. Um, We're mainly talking about Gus Bradley and talking about, you know, what the expectation is. Um, Listen, I I know it's Shane Steichen's call, but from what Shane Steichen said just a few days ago, and on top of Chris Ballard literally saying that I expect uh, Gus Bradley to be back this next year, I don't know how much more clear it can get that Indy clearly sees that Gus Bradley deserves another year here in the system. And Ballard, for the most part, took the blame on himself for why the defense didn't perform this year. He said, mainly it is because I decided to go younger. That was my decision. And, you know, that kind of made Gus Bradley pay the price a little bit, you know, because like we kept talking about, Cody, the you lose Isaiah Rogers, uh, you had to rely on three different rookie corners to play for you this year. And of course, you know, one of them was hurt half the year. Um, it was just kind of one of those situations where regardless of what Gus Bradley could have probably had done. That secondary was going to be a glaring weakness, and it was going to result in giving up a lot of big plays and giving up a lot of points. Uh, but they said that he feels that if we can get into a situation where we load up that defensive side and we get some guys that can make some big plays, and we feel like we're and we feel like Gus isn't in a bad situation because he doesn't have any of his secondary left at the end of the season then he, they felt that pretty confident that Gus Bradley could turn it around. Uh, what was your thoughts on Chris Ballard basically vouching for Gus Bradley and saying it was more of him rather than Gus Bradley being the reason that the defense was so bad this year?
2: I do agree to a certain, I understand why Ballard said that. And and I, I, I would say I agree with that to a degree um, because yeah, you you did decide to go young in the secondary. I mean, you didn't obviously expect to go maybe that young um, given all the circumstances, but you know what, that was the hand you were given. You decided to stick with it, roll with the young guys. And again, Derek, you you look at some of the games the Colts got beat by some of these receivers. I mean, that's kind of what happens when you you're out there playing young guys that that happens sometimes, you know, that's kind of the lumps, like he talked about with a young secondary with playing two rookie corners, and essentially a rookie safety and Nick Cross, you know, who didn't really play last year. Um, so yeah, you're going to take your lumps, you're going to have issues. Um, but I think one thing that Ballard added was, you know, like he said, with like the personnel um, and, you know, just just get eliminating some of those explosive plates. So I wonder, like when he says eliminating those, is that more of a scheme thing? Is that more of a personnel thing? You know, what is that? There's a little bit of combination of both. I'm not entirely sure what that means. And again. Also, with personnel, which personnel is it meaning adding to your secondary, you know, adding to your pass rush? What does that mean exactly? I mean, obviously, the whole unit collectively needs to be better in areas, but what does that mean exactly? But it definitely to me, Derek screams that the Colts are trying to get you know some more players on this defense, specifically in that secondary, and that's going to be a probably a big focus for them this offseason is to address some of those. Um, and really start to get some of these pieces in place. And so maybe they do go and spend on a corner if somebody like Jalen Johnson's out there on the open market somehow, or whoever it is, because I know there'll be potentially a couple other DBs that could become available. Like, could, the, could you see them make a big splash like that and kind of add more of that veteran guy in there to pair with some of those young guys? So I don't know exactly what all that means, but um, definitely great to see. I mean, that's exactly what we would say, Derek, if there was an issue Uh, with this defense was just some of those big plays that were allowed at times. I mean, right off the bat in that Houston game, Nico Collins, 70-plus-yard touchdown, you know, and that, that just set the tone, I think, all day. And so just not allowing some of those bigger plays down the field and also obviously letting some of those young guys grow and mature but also, I don't think there's any, any issue with adding a couple of veterans back there, adding a couple of guys who have been there and can help teach a little bit more and can help you know some of these young guys get up to speed a little bit more. So, um, yeah, I mean, I agree to a degree. Obviously, we have our issues with Gus Bradley, but I would be interested to see him with a few more big-name guys, if you will, because while the defense wasn't great in 2022, it definitely showed moments where you know, it looked really good. Like we've if, we saw had, if that
1: 2022 defense had a legitimate offense, that was a playoff team.
2: Yeah. That was. And, it I, was, and so that defense was by far the better unit. Now, they definitely, I feel like with some of the injuries down the stretch, they definitely started to, to show some cracks. But, and they weren't a perfect defense, no question. But yeah. yeah, I definitely do feel like if you give me a few more personnel, I'm like, as much as I'm like, I wouldn't mind a, a coordinator change. All right, stick with him. Give him a little bit more of, like, a, you know, an actual legitimate chance, especially in the secondary, and see what happens there. Um, and if this continues to be a problem, then you have your answer moving forward. But yeah, right. I think it's like, yeah, I don't agree with certain things that he does, no question. But also, like, okay, I'm willing to potentially see it out for another year if you give him and you really heavily invest in some personnel to help make Gus Bradley's life a lot easier as well. So, yep, I agree with that to a degree.
1: All right. Well, that's going to do it for the recapping guys of this presser. Like we said, if you want to go and see all of those pressers for yourself, go back and watch that live stream and you can see everything that Richardson and Ballard had said, but that's going to do it for this one, guys. Let us know your thoughts. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always go Colts.